Good morning, everyone. Welcome inside Studio A here on the uh, campus of the University of Missouri. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Good morning, Nick. Happy Super Bowl Sunday to everyone. It's going to be an exciting show, headlined by, obviously, Super Bowl predictions, Super Bowl analysis, and then we're also going to dive into the Mizzou scandal and the Knicks and Dallas trade over Super Bowl weekend, or Super Bowl week, I should say. So let's start with uh, what I think everyone wants to hear. Let's talk about the Super Bowl, right? Of course. I, I was looking at, I was just thinking about it last night, and I have four key reasons that I think the Patriots have a major advantage. Obviously, this is Tom Brady's ninth Super Bowl, along with many people on that coaching staff. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody in the league can beat that experience. No, with both players and coaches. I mean, this would be this will be Gronk's fourth Super Bowl. That sounds about right. I mean, he won. I think he was in the 2011 one. And then you have, I mean, there's a bunch of players. I feel like Edelman's been around yeah, forever, three, a lot of that defense. Yeah, three years. This is three years for most of the guys on the roster that at least perform and make plays, especially on the offensive end. And for Bill Belichick, it'll be his ninth Super Bowl. Well, another reason I think is Jared Goff, very inconsistent, like playing up against the Chiefs, played very well. Then he went to Soldier Field. Played up, playing up against a good defense and got shut out, three picks. And also the Rams secondary against good opponents, not very well. Patrick Mahomes, when they when they played the Saints, they didn't play very good either, I don't think. They were very fortunate to win that game, I think, in everyone's opinion. But I digress. And then also, the L.A. doesn't really, they don't care about the Rams. So when they have to go all the way to Atlanta, there's going to be mostly Patriot fans there, I think. I mean, there were more... I mean, and de- it's closer to Boston yeah. than, I mean, L.A. anyways. Yeah, so, so I just don't think... I just think that 70% of the audience is going to be rooting for the Patriots. I mean, I agree with that statement. I mean, they're more nationally recognized fan base. I mean, people all across the country like the Patriots and hate the Patriots. Yeah, they have I a mean, lot of everyone fans. watches to see the Patriots win or lose a Super Bowl. I mean, especially recently. Yeah, and you, I mean, when you're walk, walking around campus, how many people do you see wearing Patriots gear? I see a handful every yeah. <laughs> single day, and we are nowhere near Boston. Yeah, and that's just in Kansas City, or in, near the Kansas City area, which we just lost to the Patriots. So, it's just, in put it in retrospect, like, they have a gigantic fan base, and there's going to be a lot of their fans there, like they are always is. But... There are some, there are about four key things, that I think, that either team can win, 
have a run game, which, you know, the running backs, Todd Gurley, both. I mean, and, and you you can get a good running back by committee from either one of these teams now at this point with the whole C.J. Anderson thing that's happening with the Rams. Yeah, and then Sony Michelle. I mean, and you know that, yeah, the Patriots have plenty of backs that can do whatever they need. James White, Rex Burkhead could get touches. I forgot about Burkhead. Yeah, he's pretty good, too. But I like the I like the Georgia matchup when uh Todd Todd and Sony Michelle because Sony I think Sony was the third string at that point just to show you how stacked Georgia always is at running their back. running backs are crazy but that's a story for a different yeah. day Todd Gurley I think Todd Gurley second I think Todd Gurley's second string was Nick Chubb at the time I think Nick Chubb was a little bit older and that's basically how they do it because everyone's about the same skill level there but. You're also going to need average players. You know how that is in the Super Bowl. Average players. You need someone to step up that's not the superstar. Who do you think can step up for either team? I mean, as much as, I mean, I think think the tight ends for the Rams, honestly, could be on offense, pass catching. I think that could be a big thing for them. Because when their tight ends produce, I mean, the tight ends don't always produce, obviously. But when they do, a lot of of times they get in the end zone, uh, which they're really going to need against this Patriots defense. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Robert Woods needs to have an incredible game for them offensively. I mean, I don't think they can just rely on the run because I know that the Patriots are going to scheme to stop it. Yes, you're right. I think they are going to need to rely on the pass a good amount today to be successful because they're just going to need to throw the ball because you can't do one thing against the Patriots and be successful. And what about for the Rams on defense? Obviously, there's a lot of stars on their defense. Um, I mean, I think their secondary is going to need to step up and force a couple interceptions or at least one turn the ball over. I think their defensive line is solid. I think everyone expects expects them to be solid. And uh, I just think it's going to come down to the secondary being able to uh, force an interception of Tom Brady. Yeah, I think like LaMarcus Joyner, I think a guy like him is going to need to step up. And like Roby Coleman, he's going to need to play well, obviously. Because you can't just have Marcus Peters playing well or Tully playing well and then expect to win this game because Tom Brady is going to be able to find holes in their defense. I mean, and part of that starts up front for the Rams. If they can get pressure early, especially on Brady, he'll be forced to release the ball quicker, which will make it easier for the the defensive backs to uh, pick a ball. Yeah. But, I mean, they need to uh, stick with in coverage and uh, get a turnover. If you look at all the losses that Brady has had in the Super Bowl, and honestly in his playoff career, it's always been from pass rushes. Like Von Miller's team, when they beat him 22-20 in the AFC Championship, they I think they hit Brady like 20 times. That's that's why the Rams have a chance today, because that line of uh, Aaron Donald and Adama Sue and whoever else they put out there is going to be able to get pressure. And then the Giants also. Remember when the Giants beat him in 07 in 2011? The front four got there all day, and then the Eagles won the Super Bowl last year with a defensive stop on the strip sack. So it's just a thing to look out for. Aaron Donald is obviously a highlight there. He's one of the best defensive players in all the National Football League. defensive player of the year this year. He is defensive player of the year. I mean, he's just a stud on the inside, 20 and a half sacks this year. He's just an incredible athlete, and he is obviously someone to highlight tonight. Another person I think from that front seven that is huge is uh, Samson, Samson Ebucam. Do you remember him? Got the pick six in the in the Chiefs game. Yes, sir. A lot of people scored in that game, though. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> 105 total points. Ebucam, he's someone who's going to need to step up in that front seven to create a couple plays, whether it is a sack or getting pressure or even in coverage because they do play him in coverage sometimes he's going to need to have a big a big day young player only his second year 
playing on the biggest stage. It's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting game for him. He's he's a player I'm going to be watching for a lot. What about for the Patriots? Who's going to have to step up for the Patriots? On defense or on offense? Either. You could start whichever I one you want. I was going to say Dante Hightower on defense. I feel yeah. like he's their leader. I feel like he usually shows up. It's not a question of whether he's going to show up or not. He's going to be there, and he's going to make a difference. But I just think that's notable, and you need to watch for that tonight because if the Patriots are going to win, they're going to need to stop on defense, and that's the man that puts their defense in order. Yeah, my for the for their defense, I have Stephon Gilmore as my highlighted player. I think he's going to need to make a play. By the way, five years, sixty-five million. Signed that last offseason. I'm pretty sure he's an incredible. He's an incredible corner. I mean, not a lot of people talk about him in the same sense that you know you talk about like a Richard Sherman or a Jalen Ramsey. But he is a very he is a very solid corner. So all the talk this postseason, especially since we got to championship weekend two weeks ago, was about offense and everything like that. But uh, I think, honestly, the Patriots have the best defense out of any team that was left from the uh, championship round. Just the Final Four, you mean? Yeah, just from just the championship games. Yeah, either them or the Saints. I mean, I mean, they don't make the biggest plays in the world, but... I mean, yeah. you don't need that when you have offenses that put up tremendous amount of points, but when it comes down to who had the best defense that was left, I think it was the Patriots. I, I would agree on that. I mean, not even just, like, personnel-wise, because I think if you were taking personnel... At least star talent, it's obviously the Rams. But overall, depth-wise, I think it's the Pats as well. And the schemes work for them, too. The scheme that they play works very well and works plays directly into their strong suits on defense. Yeah, they have incredible coaching. They have an incredible coaching staff. They always follow directions, always do your job, and they have been able to perfect that art, I guess. I don't know how else to describe it. They just find a way to win despite not having more talent than the other team. But in a, on their offensive side, I think Sony Michelle, like who I mentioned earlier, he's going to have to step up. They're going to need to control the game along with the Rams. The Rams are going to need to run the ball very effectively in order to control the pace of this game. So Todd Gurley needs to show up is basically what you're saying. Or C.J. Anderson. I mean, I think they're going to need – I don't think that you could beat the Patriots with C.J. Anderson, if that's what you're asking me. Hasn't he won a Super Bowl already? Mm, yes, but he wasn't fat then. He That's also, true, but I think he's running the ball well. All jokes aside, he's a great he's a great athlete too, and he knows what needs to be done. I just don't think he has that star potential to be able to wield his team to a Super Bowl. Like I think Jared Goff's going to need to show. I think all yes. those guys are going to need to yeah. show up. It, that's that's normally what happens in a Super Bowl. But with that being said, Jared Goff, I'm sensing a little, I'm sensing a little choke out, out of the former number one overall pick. I don't, I just don't. Did you see that he's the fastest uh, number one pick? I believe I think it might have been just a quarterback yeah, yeah, number one pick or a number one pick has gotten to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I did see that. I don't know if it's yeah, I don't know if it's quarterback. I'm assuming it's just player overall yeah. since it's like what, second or third year yeah. now. Yeah, I, I think that's crazy, but at the same time, he's he's had a lot of help. He has yeah, the pieces around him are very good. Todd, Todd has helped. Immensely. I mean, and the people he throws to, like, come on, anyone can throw to Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup. Yeah, they. I think they miss Cooper Cup a lot. Oh, ever since absolutely. he's been down, ever he since, was like leading the team in receiving yards when he went down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Granted, it was it was early in the season, but he might be their best receiver. They're all very good in their own regard. Brandon Cooks, another player to highlight, former Patriot last year, got knocked out early in that game. I, second or third quarter, I don't remember which one. But It was a hit to the head, correct, I think? 
he I don't think he saw the hit coming. Yeah. So his I think it was like Whiplash. I remember I don't remember who hit him. It might have been like Malcolm Jenkins. But it was a great that was a great hit. He just it was very awkward. Do you remember that play? I do. He was just kinda like looking around to see and then And then pow. He didn't see the guy. Yeah. I mean, I can see you not seeing someone because I mean it's a big field, Super Bowl. Nerves. And you can only see half the field at one time anyways with the way your head's turned. Yeah. He is just looking, couldn't see someone, got drilled. It'll be an interesting game for him to see how he bounces back against his former team because he's gone up against a lot of those guys in practice, obviously, and won drills and everything else. And he knows how they scheme. He's been in the organization. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he, you know, either gave advice to his coaching staff or helped them prepare or how he prepared himself mentally. So, Patriots offense, who needs to show? Uh, I think Chris Hogan might need to make a couple big catches. I would agree with that. That's exactly what I was going to say because, I mean, you know Gronk and you know Edelman and you know they're going to be there, but I think Chris Hogan is the X factor. Yeah, or like a James White type of deal. Like he had four touchdowns last, or not last Super Bowl, the Falcons Super Bowl, he had four touchdowns in their 28-3 to comeback. I don't remember much from the Eagles Super Bowl. That's all kind of a blur to me other than Brandon Cooks getting killed. But I digress. It's, it, it's, you just don't know. Like, a lot of people step up and a lot of people make mistakes. The Super Bowl is a crazy game where there's just a ton of nerves. It's like a game seven. You don't know what's, I mean, it's, it's the best of one. You don't know what's going to happen. So predicting it's hard, figuring out. All I, I just know what I know in terms of, I'm glad you know what you know. I I know. I know. The Patriots, well, when you have the Patriots who have better depth, you have the Patriots who have better depth, you have a better quarterback, better coaching staff, more experience across everywhere, it's hard not to pick them. They could still lose a Super If you look at ESPN, I was looking at it last night, and their like matchup predictor, like little circle thing, has the Ram- oh, yeah. Rams with a 52% chance to win. Yeah, I don't know how they Upset do pick that. of the week right there, New England Patriots. Watch me. <laughs> That's not. They're not. They're favored to win the game by the spread. The spread doesn't. I was it. kidding. I mean, yeah, I think they're favored by three, which you know that's a toss-up. I think either team's probably going to win by four. But we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we are going to do our predictions for the Super Bowl. Hey, what's up? Holla at your boy. XOXOXO. You getting these texts? Question mark. Where are you? What are you doing? OMG, you are making me mad. You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at that'snotcool.com. That'snotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Ball don't lie. (laughs) Straight up, give it to us. Ball don't lie and neither do we. Catch Bald on Lie every Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. on KCOU 88.1. With me, Anthony Dean, Derek McKinney, and Connor McKinn. Uh, Wallace picks up two quick technicals. Bald on Lie! That Bald on Lie. On Sunday, March 3rd at Rose Music Hall, KCOU and JPS Productions presents Elvis Depressly with openers Nights, Cordial Sins, and Tiny Cactus. Tickets are available online at the Rose Music Hall website and at the door. Doors open at 7. All right, and we're back here in the studio for our Super Bowl predictions. Before we get into that, I just want to give a little fact. Did you know 
17 years ago today, Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. I did see I did see the Instagram post. I didn't know it beforehand, though. I mean, yeah. It's a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Sean it's like McVay, my, almost my entire lifetime ago. Sean McVay was in high school playing quarterback at that time. I just think it's ridiculous, the longevity of Tom Brady and how long he's been around and his ability to continue winning as he gets to these later stages in his career. He's gotten some help, I, I mean, would say. Yes, I mean, as every good player always needs help around him, but... I mean, a little. I mean, if you're gonna win for that long, you can't do it on yourself by yourself. The I mean, entire more luck. Time. I mean, more luck than some other things. Like that year, Tuck Rule. This year, Chris Hogan snagging a ball with six minutes. Oh, calm left. down. I'm you're just, just saying. I'm not calm down. I'm not upset. I'm just saying. You 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 get help when you're not performing well. You get help. And that's exactly what he's done. Whether it's the refs. All right. Spygate. Related footballs. I mean, we can keep going. Keep going, then. Adam Vinatieri kicking three game-winning field goals in his first three, his first three Super Bowl wins, but I who, believe. Who put him in that position? I'm not saying he didn't put him in the position, but just stating something there. <sighs> Give me your predictions. I'm upset now. <laughs> just, just a little sad. The Chiefs aren't in the Super Bowl here, aren't we? A little bit. A little bit. Oh well, I think the uh, I think the Patriots are going to take this one pretty easily. I'm thinking something along the lines of 28-24 New England, but I think they'll be pretty much in control for most of the game. Okay, I'll go. I'll go 24-17 Patriots. I just think that their defense will be able to step up. They're going to be able to scheme against Jared Goff because there's a lot of film of him doing bad against certain formations and against certain players. I mean, they've had two weeks to prepare for it, too, so it should be they should be ready to go. Yeah, but with that being said, I, it's the Super Bowl. You really don't know. I didn't think the Eagles were going to beat the Patriots last I year. Say neither did I. I don't think anyone really thought Nick Foles had a chance against Tom Brady. But I think it was it was obviously more than just Nick Foles. It was the Patriots defense benching Malcolm Butler. For, Bad call. For we really don't know why they still, did that. We still don't know why, and he's not and even they, on the team anymore. The crazy thing is, they could bench somebody this week. I mean, you don't even know. Did we? Did, did anyone know Malcolm Butler was getting benched before that game started? I, I don't, honestly don't remember. I don't remember either. But I don't. I don't recall them ever releasing anything about it. So yeah, so someone like Stefan Gilmore, he might not play tonight. You don't know that. Well, that would be just a horrible call, but we'll see. Or one of the McCordy twins. One of them might not play. And that's just how they roll. Stop you, speculating. I'm I'm not speculating. I'm just it's just an observation. Like why aren't you playing your starters that play all year for the biggest? They're gonna game play the year? starters that play all year. Yes, Belichick makes some weird calls sometimes. Tonight they're playing all the starters that played all year. Do you know that? No, I don't. Okay, then where are you basing that off of? I'm basing it off of the fact that they want to win the Super Bowl. I remember years ago when they cut a player the game of the Super Bowl or the day, like the same day. I do not day. remember that. I don't remember That's who ridiculous. it was. I don't remember who it was, but they cut someone. kind of someone. funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, they just cut someone, like the morning of. The mon- <laughs> Sunday morning, well, they cut he someone. He must have said something in practice that they didn't like. I just, I don't know. There might have been some negative energy. I, I like, but I don't I, think they ever released much I, on it. I think, that, I think that they're gonna play everyone that they need to play tonight. So, well, I would assume. But blitz for six, it's trademarked. Their little slogan. I guess. I think they did it after the they won the. I think it's after they beat the Falcons, and they were gonna use it last year, but obviously it got halted. 
But I think, I think my prediction, you know, I just don't think, I don't think the Rams can score 20. I really don't. They got pretty fortunate to score 20. Well, I mean, the, I think the only way the Rams will score that many is uh, by getting some big plays. I think they'll get some big plays. I think there'll be at least one big play touchdown for the Rams. On offense or defense? On offense. Okay. Someone will get free at some point. I don't know. Uh, that uh, The Patriots' defense looked incredible in, in Arrowhead. And that was on a week's notice when they had just played a 12-4 and Chargers team. And the Chiefs, I think, have way better skill players than the Rams, at least at receiving. Receiving-wise, I mean, you have Travis and Tyree. I just have the feeling someone will get free. I mean, it might not happen, but I just have the feeling. I mean, and I think they'll be able to get at least into field goal range enough to get Greg. I mean, Greg Zerloin's field goal range, especially inside. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they'll be able to put up, I think they'll be able to put up 20. Yeah. I believe. A boomer. That boomer say, last week, 58 yards. Gonna, okay, he's, he's kicking almost 60-yard field goals almost constantly. Remember, he was injured this year. Was he? Yeah. Who was kicking for him? Do you know? Is it the punter? Uh, the punter. They went for two a lot. They went for it on fourth down a couple games. I think they signed a couple people, cut a couple people throughout the, uh, it's kind of like the beginning, middle of the season, you know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't, I honestly don't remember that. I had him in fantasy football. It's all. Oh, it's all, okay. All that's how you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be, I don't, I just, I don't know what to, like, it's hard to predict stuff to happen. Like, and it's it's obvious on paper if you're looking at it, you can't go up against you can't really pick against Bill Belichick in this team. They're talking about we're still here. I mean, they're playing the underdog card, and I mean, I, it doesn't really make much man. logical sense. But they are playing the underdog card. They're they're saying that no one believes in us. They're old, which rightfully so. I mean, and a lot of people thought the Chiefs were going to come out this year, or the Chargers were going to beat them. Or stuff like that. Yeah, I think I thought the Chargers had a realistic it looked like chance. The, it looked like the Patriots weren't even going to get the bye for a while there. Yeah, I mean, they screwed themselves out. When I mean, the problem with that was they had the Miami Miracle this year that almost halted their whole season, That's more true. or less. I mean, they were going to make it to the playoffs, but playing the difference between playing three games, one a home and then two away, compared to one home and then an away is much it is it's, it's very different it's much it's much more difficult than playing just two one away it's it just it's not even fathomable how much harder that is to do three straight weeks that's it's very hard to make it out a lot of teams do like the oh i guess the eagles didn't last year that was i'm thinking of this year I mean, they that that helped Nick Foles last year when they had two straight home yeah. games. I mean, it's always more helpful to play in front of your home crowd. Yeah. Home, a home field advantage, no matter where you are, is still important. Yeah, I agree. And this will be a home game for them since the Rams. Home fans, game in quotations. I'm telling you, the Rams don't. Or L.A. does not care about the Rams. Vamos Rams. They don't care. No one's rooting for the Rams. No one cares about the Rams. <laughs> Everyone in St. Louis hates them because they left. They don't like the it's owner. True. This is true. And then L.A. Everyone, hasn't hasn't come around them yet. Which and they might is, never come around. Which is crazy. And though I think it'll happen eventually. Which I mean, it's what happens when you move cities. I mean, I it don't, takes a little while for the fan base to uh, get itself together and ready to go. It shouldn't take too long to get excited for Todd Gurley. No, it shouldn't. But I mean, it it does still for them. Todd Gurley, Robert Woods, 
I can keep going. So you can Goff, read off player names as long as you want. Marcus but Peters. But still, that we, you were the one that said the L.A. crowd has not rallied around them yet. Aaron Donald, Dominican Sue. Are you done over there? No. Actually, I think I am done. I think that's about all of them. C.J. Anderson, Cooper Cup. That's now are we good? No. Can we continue yet? No. Brandon Cooks. Those are all great players, and they don't care. I mean, yeah, and but maybe this will bring them together. Nope. Maybe being in a Super Bowl <laughs> will change something for the fans. I think in it LA. could. It could. I'll give you that argument. It could. I don't know especially how they winning divide. a Super Bowl. If they could win tonight, it'd be huge for them, especially in their new city. Yeah, and they they would be favorites oh, going abs- into the next one. Obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, because a lot of players are under contract for a while. Yeah, cause they signed a lot of people to big deals, including Brandon Cooks. I think he's on a three, four year at least. Uh, Todd's like the highest paid running back. Yeah, he just got paid. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure Aaron Donald's on a contract. I think Cooper Cup and uh, Robert Woods are still on rookie contracts for another year. Or maybe not Robert Woods, but I think Cooper Cup is. Cooper Cup probably is. Yeah. He's pretty young. Like you have a lot of guys. I mean, it it would be huge for the Rams to win it this year. And they could honestly fall off like the Falcons did. You remember when the Falcons had the... Had the lead. Yeah, they... Uh, I the mean, infamous lead. Well, and then after, they just crumbled. They aren't the same team as they were. Or like when Pete Carroll lost you know, in the Super Bowl. We were talking about the Falcons last night at the basketball game. Because Vanderbilt has a player named Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah, they do. That is weird. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that. It's kind of gross. That would suck. What, to be named after an NFL quarterback? Or not named after, but have the same name as? Yeah, that would suck. Like Matt Ryan, like everyone's like, oh, it's the court. No, we called him Matty Ice on the court. That's kind of gross. You know. With that being said, I am worried that the Rams could really halt, like halt, if they lose this game. They could halt if they win this game, but especially if they lose, a lot of teams can't make it back. So you're saying they could halt either way? Yeah, but I think more so if they lose. Ex- absolutely, I agree. I mean, if you lose, I mean, unless you're named the New England Patriots, not many teams can make it back for a while after. I mean, look at the, the Panthers went 15 and one, went they through lost the playoffs, the Super Bowl. lost in the Super Bowl. And where are they now? Yeah, they aren't anywhere near. Like, look, absolutely. In the last decade, you have teams like that everywhere. It's just, it's weird. And the Patriots are the only team that have been consistently able to make it back. But rightfully so, because no team in NFL history has consistently done that as much as they have in the 21st century. Nine Super Bowl appearances in 19 years. Yeah. All right. We've pretty much exhausted everything we can say about the Super Bowl here in the past half hour. Okay. You want to move on? I say we move on to the NBA. Okay. What happened in the association this week? Well, the big trade was Kristaps Sporzingis being shipped over to Dallas to go play alongside Luka Doncic, and I don't really care about any of the other players getting involved in this, like Wesley Matthews. The big one for me was them trading away future point guard Dennis Smith DSJ, Jr. Yes, who, that man's fun to watch. He's oh an incredible goodness. athlete. Incredible athlete. He's one of my favorite players and up and coming players in the league. I have to say, I just think the Knicks won that. They set themselves up to win a title. I mean, yes, because now what you look at, when you look at their salary cap and everything like that, they have two potential Supermax spots, which they could use to sign a big-name player. I've heard a lot about KD going there. There's a lot of big-name. I have a I have a little small list right here of players. Go for it. You got Kawhi Leonard, 
He's he's not it's probably going to be done in Toronto. I mean, nobody can be sure, but Kevin Durant, like you said, you've got Kyrie, Kemba, and alongside with that, you have Clay and Jimmy Butler. How much do they want to send a point guard? Do you think uh, you could play Dennis Smith at the two? That's what I think. So you can sign a point guard, shooting guard. I don't think it really matters. I say we ship the Warriors to New York, Clay and KD. I don't think Clay's going there. No, I don't either. I don't think Clay's going there. We heard there. a lot about uh, Los Angeles with Clay this week. Yeah. I. And that brings up another trade piece in the NBA that we just learned about this week in Anthony Davis. Who's saying this? Who's saying this for Clay? Clay doesn't talk. I heard a lot of from uh, like Woj and other sources that says if Anthony Davis goes to, uh, the, goes Lakers. to the Lakers. And Clay does not get a super max offer from the Warriors, which would probably be difficult for them because of the cap space that they already have. And uh, then, then Clay is going to start leaning towards wanting to go to the Lakers. Yeah, I would say potentially. I don't. So there's Clay a lot Thompson. of hypo. There's a lot of hypotheticals going mm. on in that situation. Yeah, I don't understand. They 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 labeled that. They labeled the the Lakers trade as like. What would they labeled as a softball toss or something? You remember that when like they offered like Lonzo? Oh, they're offered this week. Yeah, they offered like Lonzo and Rondo and a pick and Kuzma and maybe one other player. Yeah, they offered. Yeah, they offered three pretty good players. I think there was another person in there, but I'm not for certain. It was like I, don't know, I thought it was a good offer. I mean, you can't give them everyone. I mean, and that's kind of what they want at this point. But the problem is you're not going to be Have able... enough players to field a roster, really. But the problem with it is you're not going to be able to trade him with anyone else because it's honestly a rent-a-player for anyone else. He does, He wanted to go to an, a contender, yes? Correct. He said he doesn't want to play for Boston, right? Because of the whole Isaiah Thomas thing. At least that's what his father said. Did you hear about that? Yes, I heard yeah. about that. He doesn't want to play in Boston. He wants to go to L.A. So why would... Why would the Bulls want to trade for him? Why would the Rockets want to trade for him? Why would anyone want to trade with him other than the Lakers? So, th- basically, he's put the Pelicans in a tough position. Yeah, so what's the point of announcing this now? Announcing what A now? trade request. Because he wants to leave. But, really, nothing can happen because he doesn't want to go anywhere else and nobody else is going to give up stuff just to rent him for half a season or a season and a half because he has that, another year That's why contract. the Lakers have the leverage here. The Lakers have the leverage. They have all the leverage here. The Lakers are, the Lakers have it. They said they can literally just argue at the fact that, okay, he only wants to go here. He only wants to play here. No one wants him for just a year, especially with the Lake or the Warriors lurking like they are and the Rockets lurking like they are. And who wants? How are you going to beat them with just Anthony Davis? Because there's only one team he can realistically go to, and they can win. It's Boston or it's the Lakers. Yeah. Those are the only two teams that can beat the Warriors if he goes there right now. The The Rockets would have to give up too much. We all know this. I mean, and honestly, but can the Lakers win with pretty much what's going to end up being just LeBron and Anthony Davis? And it depends on what they have to give up, but yeah. Because you know they're going to have to give up. You know they're going to have to give up Lonzo. So they're not going to have a... And in this last offer, it was Rondo. So who plays point guard? Uh, Josh Hart could you could put LeBron at point guard. I mean, you still will have three spots to fill. Yeah, we could put. I mean, you're I, giving up starters. 
Yeah, you are giving up starters. I mean, I you're probably gonna have to give up three starters. I'm not the biggest fan of trading for Anthony Davis if I'm the Just Lakers. Just because you like Zoe in L.A. No, it's not because I like Zoe in L.A. Oh, I do really? like Zoe in L.A. Well, listen, like I've been hearing the whole thing of like, oh, they don't. I've heard, I've heard it all, and I think it's all stupid. When when someone goes, oh, the Lakers weren't looking at at Ingram and Zoe as being all-time Lakers. Both those guys were picked with the number two overall selections. They were looked at as being the next great Lakers. I mean, it's, they still could be. I'm not, saying they, I'm not saying they are, and I'm not saying they will be. I'm just saying the fact of the matter is when you draft someone top two, you expect that guy to be in your franchise for quite a long time. You don't expect them to just be a rent player or something I mean, yeah, like that, that. or yeah, a trading. When you, yeah, when you're drafting that high, that absolutely makes or, sense. Or a trading option. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You should just trade the pick right away to somebody who needs to get a good player from it. doesn't make any sense. With that being said, you're going to get rid of your entire rebuilding process since dating back basically to the whole Dwight Howard, Steve Nash, Kobe experiment. You're basically getting rid of all that when after this offseason, you can – you can sign any of these players I listed in this Knicks trade. You can sign Kyrie. You can sign Clay. You can sign Kawhi. You can sign Kemba. You can sign any of these guys. Are those that you guys want. all free agents? Yes, they're all free agents yeah, next year. They should not burn the house down. Like just relax. This whole LeBron honestly, thing doesn't need to be a whole order. We don't need to win now. It's not. That's not Anthony why he's da- here. Anthony Davis will be what free agent in a year and a half. He has one year left in his contract, anyways. Yeah, and if AD goes there in two years, you can win two straight titles with LeBron easily. I mean, and you would have another one of the stars we just talked about. This is crazy. This hurts my head thinking about it. I'm just saying, if it's me, I don't trade. You need to relax. If you are Irvin Magic Johnson. Yeah, or the weird-looking GM. I, don't, I can't think of his name. Do you know his name? I have no idea. Let me look up his name. But with that being said, I just think they need to relax. They just need to... Uh, it's Mitch uh, Kupchak, says. I don't know who that is. That's not <laughs> who I'm thinking of. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. With Nick, that, Nick's he, got his Lakers management group crossed up. <laughs> I don't He's standing next to LeBron in that picture. You know the picture that they're all three standing over as they're losing? Kind of like Rob Lowe. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'd give you that. He does look like Rob Lowe. I just, there's no need to, there's no need to panic here. You have LeBron for three more years. The Warriors just picked up arguably the best center in basketball in Boogie Cousins. How are you going to beat them? Even with AD, it's going to be a struggle, especially if you have to burn down every bridge with every player you have. What's the point? And maybe just wait a year and see if uh, see if uh, Clay will head out, and that would hurt the Warriors greatly. Yeah, one hundred percent. Clay guards the best guards on every playoff team they go up against, and he shoots the ball tremendously well. Yeah, obviously. All right. Well, we're going to take a break here, real quick. We're going to let let Nick cool off. I'm from fine. his uh, NBA and NFL little. Hissy fit that he's having over there listing off players' names and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we'll be right back to uh, talk about what in the world is going on with Mizzou this week. Did you know that more than 80% of True False volunteers are local residents and students? With the energy and creative spirit of nearly 1,000 people working on more than 30 different teams, you can help make True False 2019 a great fest. True False still needs hundreds of volunteers for placement on teams, including setup, breakdown, theater operations, hospitality, merchandise, box office, sustainability, and more. Go to volunteer.truefalse.org for more information and to complete an application. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man. 
I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man. Mm, Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man. On Wednesday, February 13th, KCOU presents Lucy Dacus at Rose Music Hall with Rafco and Illuminati Hotties. Doors are at 7.30 and the show is at 8.30 p.m. Advanced tickets are available now at rosemusichall.com. And we are back, viewing audience. Nice for you all to be here Listening still. audience. Oh, it's viewing. They're viewing. It's a view. <laughs> Of some sorts. It's a listening audience. There we are. <sighs> now we're going to talk about the Mizzou scandal thing. Obviously, the big highlight here, we don't... Scholarships, that's whatever. Banning Mizzou for next year's postseason is obviously the highlight of the whole situation. Ethan, you had a lot to say about this. Go ahead. I did. I mean, cause so basically what happened here was there was a tutor who cheated for some of our athletes. That's correct. Yes. yes. Like to dumb she it down did, enough. She did work for student athletes. And she, uh, the university found out it was happening and they reported it to the NCAA. Yes. After that, the university cooperated with the NCAA investigation into this. To quote it, fully cooperated as per the AD and everyone else talking about and it. And they were transparent in this whole process. And then. I believe it was Thursday morning. This all this stuff gets handed down. We start seeing stuff on Twitter and all that kind of stuff, and it turns out Mizzou gets a postseason ban, the loss of scholarships, and the loss of visits for next year for three sports. Yes. How? How what? After after self-reporting the incident, being completely cooperative. How how does the punishment be this high? Got to push things under the rug. You can't be telling obviously people stuff. now. Obviously now you have to be pushing things under the rug. If you look at North Carolina, yeah, I think when you compare it to like the LSU situation 15 years back, and you date it back, and even like the North Carolina situation with Roy Williams, it's all about money. It's at the end of the day. The say, yeah, we looked at we looked at LSU, who had people do pretty much the same thing. They lost like three scholarships for football. That's it. Yeah, I, I agree that, that the punishment is not, it's not. It's not fair. It's not the same. That's that's the big thing. It's not the same. It's not the fact, like I've been saying this when I get asked about this. It's not the fact that we shouldn't be punished for this. It's the fact that the punishment is doesn't fit the crime. After fully cooperating as well. Yes. So yes, you can handle, like, yes, lose a few scholarships. Yes, lose a few. Having a postseason ban in three sports is I, just too much. The problem with it for me is, is that when you fully cooperate with this, like you, it makes the it makes the president of you don't don't cooperate yeah, with the NCAA because you're more or less being the golden snitch on yourself. Yes, it's now encouraging people to not cooperate with the NCAA because of the harsh punishments you will get. The harsher punishments, I should say, that you will get as aside from or besides when you don't cooperate and they have to go digging for themselves and then they for some reason don't get upset for whatever reason it doesn't make any sense the only time they really ever 
had to do something like that. And I don't know Ohio State's cooperation in this, but remember when Ohio State had Braxton Miller that year? Remember that year? He would have won Heisman. And they got the postseason. And they got man, the correct. postseason man. They went twelve and zero that year. Braxton Miller probably would have won Heisman. He was playing having an they incredible been season. Been competing for a national championship. Yeah, they would have went that year. I mean, granted, the pressure wasn't on for them. It was just kind of win out and win out. That's that's and then call yourself national champions. I mean, who knows? I mean, that completely ruined Braxton Miller's career after that. He got hurt the next year. Yeah. JT Barrett I mean, took the, over for him. And with the stuff that's been going going on with Mizzou, like getting Kelly Bryant and that kind of stuff, like this hurts his options. Yeah, he said he was I mean, going to stay. I mean, and you understand, like he came here to like boost his draft stock, to put up numbers and that kind of stuff, which will not change, obviously, with a postseason ban. But I mean, still you want to go out in your last season of college football if you're staying your last season, which so many people don't do with the whole done after your sophomore year and go to the league and make the money. If you're he's still here as a graduate transfer, you want to win something. Yeah, you want to have something to play for other than yourself, obviously. And obviously the appeals process has begun for this. Pretty much everyone at Mizzou, I mean, you look, there's statements from Chancellor Cartwright, System President Moon Choi. Barry Odom. The, yeah, the athletic director, Jim Stark, both, all three coaches of all three sports in baseball, softball, and football. You look, there's support around the Missouri state government. Jay Bielis tweeted something about how this is ridiculous even. He has nothing to do oh, with Jay, Missouri. Oh, he has Jay nothing Billis to do with said Missouri. something yeah. nice yes, now. he did. About time he said something Something, that, something not about the brotherhood? Yeah, something not about Duke and how he's... Uh, the fact that he... Uh, uh, we'll save but still, But still, like he even is on our side with the fact that this punishment is ridiculous. Yeah. And he has nothing to do with this university. He has no ties to Missouri. Yeah, he has, yeah, he has no... Like, that's an outside opinion of a college sports analyst, and he thinks it's ridiculous. Yeah. I I mean, I'd agree. It is it is a little harsh, especially with a fully fully cooperated thing, is what it seems. I don't, I'm not obviously reading into everything too much because I wasn't part of the entire situation. I don't know how the NCAA investigates stuff. I know it was turned, I know for a fact the NCAA wouldn't have known if it hadn't have been reported to them exactly. already. Exactly. So there would be nothing if we didn't report self-report this incident. And also suspend all the players involved. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we took all the precautionary steps to make this punishment not be what it is now. Yeah, and obviously highlighted by the postseason ban, like I said. It's it's upsetting because this is this was going to be an, an a Mizzou football team that had a chance to win Double digit, and, I mean, double and digits honestly, in the win column. And honestly, yes, the postseason ban is frustrating, but like the the no official and unofficial and that kind of stuff visits could honestly be more more of a problem than a postseason ban. Well, yeah, because you could hurt. You have the year, like the gap year now, where you're not going to have the recruits that you have been getting because we've been getting good recruits recently to come play for us as we've been getting better at football since the transition from the Big Twelve to the SEC. There was a little bit of a dip there in the middle. I've never thought that we were getting really good recruits. The good recruits that we have gotten, like, in the last decade, I mean, you've had three really good ones, obviously. You've had Jonte, Michael Porter Jr., both basketball players, obviously. And then you have uh, Doriel Green-Beckham, who's from Missouri. He's been a Mizzou fan his whole life. I mean, those are just guys that love love the community. They're not really – you know what I'm saying? They're not, like, but from it Florida. Hurts. It hurts on a national standpoint. I agree. With the fact that – you're going to have a, a gap, like a gap year kind of in the whole recruiting 
page. I agree it hurts. Like I'm not disagreeing with you and saying like it doesn't hurt. It's not gonna it's not gonna be detrimental to the team in the progression of getting recruits and expanding the program. I'm not saying that because obviously when you lose scholarships, you lose visits, you lose the ability to get kids to come here to play football and the other two sports, softball and baseball, correct? Yes. It hurts. But I, I just think comparing it to a postseason ban when all these guys are going to be now juniors who were sophomores playing this year, it hurts. It does, absolutely. I mean, it could be fuel for some of them to transfer even. Like, we know, like, some people aren't transferring. Like we've, we're pretty sure Kelly Bryant's staying. We know a lot of seniors probably would have started to think at least or announce something about transferring or entering the transfer portal or something like that. But uh looks like a lot of them are going to stay. There must be there must be something going on to where they they think they can appeal this. I mean, it's already been appealed. No, I mean like they can win an appeal. Is what they I'm should saying. be able to get this punishment lessened. I think. I would. I agree think there's with that. no doubt that they can get this punishment lessened because it's ridiculously over the top. What if you appeal and get more? Two years is that possible? I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I don't think you can get more. I doubt it. I was just joking. So the worst they can do is keep this. I mean. I've seen tweets and stuff like that. This is ruining part of the NCAA's credibility as like a fair organization to level the playing field for all college and college athletes. NCAA is always hurting its reputation, whether it's whether it's getting rid of players who try to make a little bit money on the side while they make billions, or they get upset over little things. They don't let they don't let players use their player likeness. But every commercial I see, you're using a player. In your commercials yeah, to selling, I mean, look at what ESPN does every single day. They're posting. You got about that Zion. college, yeah, the college basketball commercials with Zion and all that stuff. We're gonna take a short break, though. Nonetheless, after after our short little two three minute break, we are going to go over our moments of the week along with our upsets of the week. KCOU would like to thank B and B Bagel for their support. Located at 124 East Nifong Boulevard, B&B Bagel offers affordable made-from-scratch bagels, sandwiches, pastries, and more. Need an event catered? Call B&B Bagel today and they will take care of you and your event. For more information, visit their website, bbbagel.com, or find them on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you, B&B Bagel, for your support of KCOU Columbia 88.1 FM and KCOU Sports, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. If you like Mizzou athletics, then you're going to love Salute Your Sports. From Mizzou softball to soccer to football and basketball, we cover everything Tigers. Join Chris Mitchell, James Stanley, and myself, Matthew Terry, every Wednesday from 4 to 5 in the afternoon on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia and online at KCOU.FM. Also, be sure to follow Salute Your Sports on Twitter at, again, KCOU Sports. We hope to see you there. Bring them out, bring them out. Today's episode, Rattlesnake at the Pond. Oh no, a rattlesnake! Sassy, help! <coughs> you will, but first you want to talk about shelter pets? <coughs> the majority of pets in shelters are there due to owner-related issues like divorce or allergies? Save us, Sassy! <coughs> what, Sassy? You wish you were videotaping this? Sassy! Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt! 
All right, we're back here in the studio, and uh, we're going to go into our moments of the week. And if you know anything about Nick, you knew exactly what his moment of the week was going to be yesterday when it was announced. Lay it on us. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. I want to say it. I said lay it on us. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. I thought you were going to say it. No, lay it on us, all you. For the first time in Chiefs history, a player has won the Most Valuable Player Award. Patrick Mahomes, 50 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. The easy selection. Easy. Third player in NFL history to throw for 50 touchdowns in a single season. Second most all-time tied. Tom Brady, 2007. All you, champ. Go ahead. All right. Um, After that MVP announcement from Nick, thank you. And congratulations to Patrick Mahomes anyways. 41 out of 50 votes. Yes. I, I don't know where the other nine went. To Drew Brees, probably. Nah. Aaron Donald, probably. Okay. <laughs> but no, congratulations to Patrick Mahomes. Well-deserved MVP, I guess. So. Also, offensive player of the year. Yeah. I thought they were going to give that to Todd. I really did. Usually you don't win both, but I mean, I I don't. Yeah, I've never seen anyone win both. I don't. Good for him. He I don't threw know, fifty touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know the definitions of these awards. Now they give them out. But go ahead with your moment of the week. Sir. Uh, my moment of the week was both of us getting our upset picks of the week correct. Yeah, that was that was kind of which cool. is the first time in weekly walkthrough history that this has happened. Nick picked Texas over Kansas on Tuesday, which I happened believe. on Tuesday, and uh, I had Iowa over Michigan. And we had two big college basketball upsets in the top ten this week, and both of them were correct. Yeah, so good work. Good, yeah, good work, sir. I'm I'm happy for you. That's well, my I believe that's my first upset pick. Yeah, wow, you've kind of been slacking there recently. Okay, if Ty Montgomery didn't run that ball out after being instructed not to, the Rams would have lost. And you know what? What changes the whole precedent of the season? Oh, no, does it? It does, because the Bears would have got the number two seed. I do wish the Bears would have gotten the number two seed. You don't think about that type of stuff eh. in the, at okay. the time. It is okay. Um, and then just one other one other moment of the week that I have, just because that wasn't really a moment of the week. That was just a shout-out to us for being right. <laughs> um, my moment of the week is uh, D-Loading, getting his first All-Star selection. Yeah, I called him out on Twitter. D'Angelo Russell, congratulations. I do. Yeah, I called him out. On, I didn't think he was having that good of a year. Well, the team's not that good. I mean, and we we know he was in L.A. and he wasn't doing great, and he's moved around, and he's bounced around, but he's finally there. He's finally started being the player that we thought he was going to be coming out of the draft. Yeah, I think they just wanted a change, but that's for a discussion for another day. For my upset of the week, I'll stick with KU losing since that worked last time. K-State over Kansas in the Bramlage Coliseum. That is Kansas State's home state home arena. Obviously not as <laughs> I, I looked at the name. I knew I was going to struggle pronouncing it, but not as uh, notorious as Allen Fieldhouse, obviously. And uh, I have Auburn over LSU. Auburn's fallen out of the rankings recently as they have been on a little bit of a losing and a little bit of a downturn. LSU's been up, but I think if Mizzou can run with LSU, Auburn definitely can. Auburn should be. Just, I would think Auburn will win that game. Just another little sleeper. Uh, watch for Wisconsin over Michigan next weekend. Yeah, I like that. I like that pick as well. Wisconsin does have a good team, though. All right. You have anything else? Uh, Blitz for six. That's all I got to say. All right. Make sure to tune into the Super Bowl tonight. 
And uh, we'll be back next week. Love you all, viewers. Have a good weekend. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah.